0: By the off stump. Oh he's oh, caught it! He I don't believe it. Tom Cola cadmore has caught the most magnificent catch. That short third man is the end of Daniel Sams and Somerset have won the Vitality Blast 2023. They've bowled Essex out for 131.
1: Hello there, you're listening to Always Look on the Bright Side of Life. This is the Somerset Cricket Podcast. My name's Ian Shepherd, and joining me this evening, I've got the President of Somerset County Cricket Club, Sir Peter Wanless, and the Voice of Cricket on BBC Radio, Somerset, Anthony Gibson. Uh, So what are we coming off then? We're coming off a defeat to the uh, Champions-elect Surrey and we're on the verge of, uh, what's it called now? The Royal London Metro Bank, Always Look on the Bright Side of Life, Spacely Sprockets, National Tyres, One Day Cup. A uh, Gibbo's frozen. Well, we'll leave we'll leave Gibbon a reconnect piece. I know you were down there for quite yeah. a lot of the surrey game, as as was I. Um yeah. I mean it's always gotta be tough to uh you know taking on the, the league leaders like that. But again, Somerset just found themselves with a you know in a in a hole four for fifty seven or fifty seven for four. Sorry, I've been listening to Jim Maxwell too much on TMS, giving the score the wrong way around. Fifty seven for four. Normally that translates to uh, Tom Abel and James Roo and Casey Aldridge et al digging us out of the proverbial and uh, uh, getting a decent first inning score. But not this week, unfortunately. Uh, Tom Laws, Surrey's excellent young scene bowling prospect, chief tormentor with four for 41. And really only Tom Coller Cadmore, who I thought was uh, quite circumspect in his innings. He batted with a lot more responsibility than he, he's shown in, in previous knocks in the championship. Uh, he made fifty nine, but other than that, it was a pretty sorry batting card.
2: <coughs> yeah, well, fifty seven for four was quite good compared with our second innings, wasn't it? Where yeah. we were twenty eight for four. So um, I think we were we were outplayed, weren't we, in every department pretty much throughout the the entire game. I mean, there are one or two kind of glimpses of uh, 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 of, of decent play, but on the whole, um, it was a trouncing.
0: <laughs> it was, it was. I mean, it I thought Kola Campbell played pretty well. I asked him about whether he was deliberately more circumspect than usual. He said, no, it was, it was just the Surrey bowling was so good that he just had to play every ball on, on his merits. They just weren't giving him the opportunity to play his shots. Uh, and when, of course, he did try and play a, cr- a crashing off drive, off Tom Laws. He got an inside edge and was bowled for, uh, for 59. So it, it, we lost it on the first day. Just like we won the game against Northampton mm-hmm. by scoring 350 on a tricky wicket on the first day. We lost the game against Surrey by only scoring 173 on a pretty good wicket on, on the first day. And from really, from that first day, there was honestly no way back on that pitch.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I might have said to you or certainly said to somebody after the end of the first day it had echoes of that Nottinghamshire game where we were bowled up for a similar, similarly low score, around yeah. a 170 mark, and then closed. knots were they were within touching distance. I think they were about 20, 25 behind with six wickets in hand. Or we got them all out then for about 210, and then just, well, if you, the rest is history, as they say. But not today. And it is, to be fair, it was a... Not exactly the first choice Somerset bowling lineup. Missing two international bowlers in Lewis Gregory and, and Peter Siddle, who we sort of seem to forget would have been uh, uh, available and Josh, for that Josh game. Josh Davey as well. Oh, Josh Davies and Jack Leach. Blimey, four, yeah, yeah. A four,
2: yeah. <laughs> and then and then Casey Aldridge went off with a side. A the side straight, so yeah. Only bowled so so nine point
1: four overs. Yeah, um, and,
2: and Craig got progressively more angry as the game <laughs> went on and, and and normally channels his anger into some wickets. But I'm afraid this time round it just seemed to he go he went further and further off the rails, didn't he, as Jamie well, started hitting the ball around the place. And so Matt Henry was 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 brilliant, but beyond that, um yeah, not not a lot to write home about. Yeah,
1: there was, I think there was um I forget who it was, one of the left handers, it was a really sharp slip chance that to- to Sean Dixon and it almost burst through his hands and I'll tell you what if Gareth Southgate had had seen how Craig uh, punted his bowling marker he absolutely hoofed it he would have been in the uh, in the World Cup squad never mind uh, going off to the other competition for the next month Um, you touched on Matt Henry there Pete I mean he's been utterly utterly phenomenal for Somerset in the uh, in the short space of time he's been here complete opposite to Cameron Bancroft you know Bancroft out Henry in what a difference um you know took six for eighty didn't bowl in the second innings which we'll come on to later I've got a few want to come off my long run a little bit on that one or my medium run shall we say but six for eighty I mean ugh, ugh, I kept what was it thirty thirty five championship wickets you know thirty one wickets in the blast what a great bit of business Pete and how did how did you set that deal up then was that it you know? <laughs>
2: Yeah, different class, uh, wasn't he? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, wonderful. I mean, I I did uh, think with my Kent connections that he was a he was a great signing, and of course, I think we've talked about this before. But um, Kent really screwed up uh, their negotiations with him because I think they thought he was going to come to them without needing to play in the in the Blast, but that was very important to him. And they'd already signed Kane Richardson, who did very little for them. Uh, at all, so so there's a little bit of a kind of Kent connection, but uh, but other other than that, no, you know, great piece of business by uh, uh, by Sarge, and of mm-hmm. course he also um, I I guess was the connection which got Sodi in yeah uh, at short notice to uh, to replace uh, Roloff as well. So um, yeah, we've got a lot to thank him for.
1: Can you? Can I just correct you there? To play instead of Roloff, because Roloff is irreplaceable. Nobody can replace him. So, (laughs) yeah. I mean, it's a really good point because, you know, I mean, in anything, a personal recommendation is the easiest way to sell somebody on something. Whether it's a gardener, a roofer, an electrician, or a county cricket club that you want to go and play for, and if Henry's able, just just you know, quickly WhatsApp ish, Sony, pick up the phone to him, whatever, say, look. It's good. It's a good place. Says you do well to come here. Um, that in effect has got us Ish Sodi and getting Ish Sodi has helped us to win the blast. So from all counts, it's just been a phenomenal overseas signing, and it's just disappointing potentially with the way that the the schedule is looking for twenty twenty four. That he's not going to have a ve- much of a meaningful window to to come and play for us because it's, it's difficult because you've got the T20 World Cup in, was that June? So they don't know when they're going to be playing the Blast and obviously he's got all his overseas commitments with New Zealand and everything like that, his international commitments, uh, should I say. So it'd be tricky, but you know we'd take him for the odd game here and there at least, wouldn't we?
0: Mm. Well, Jason yeah. Kerr said that they, they will try to get him back. And when I asked um, Matt himself, he was non-committal, said, you know, it all depends on the international schedule, which is, you know, which is fair enough. But, um, he, yeah, it'd be a great uh, return signing if we can get him. He, I thought he was just just such a good example as well to the, to the younger players. The way he went about his business on the, on the field, he got through his overs quickly. Uh, he, he, he was up for every single s- spell, you know. He, he, he wanted to bowl. Uh, and for the most part, he bowled extremely, you know, really, really mm-hmm. well. It was top-class international scene yeah. bowling, and he brought the best out of Craig Overton as well. Yeah. You know, the difference in Craig with with Craig Overton when they first bowled together up at Old Trafford was was, you know, really, really marked. And Craig was a different bowler for the for all of the games that he played with with Matt Henry. And, yeah. we're, You know, we're going to miss him in September.
1: We certainly are. I can't remember him having a having a bad spell in the Championship. I mean, obviously in the blast, there will be days where you you go around the park. Just that and then one over, it the seventeenth
0: over against against Surrey. Oh, not talking that he went for thirty-one, but other than that, he was brilliant.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, he came down to South Devon for um, Max Waller's testimony. He'd Never met Max, gave up his time for the dinner, did a lovely Q and A with him. Such a lovely guy. Uh, I don't think you, you, I've ever met a bad Kiwi. They're all they're all really sound, solid, decent blokes. So. Yeah, roll on twenty four, twenty four, and roll on an early announcement of the signing of Matt Henry. You never know; he might retire, <laughs> decide to retire from international cricket and see out his days in Somerset. Him and uh, him and the family could uh, could emigrate to Taunton, settle down. I'm sure you know a few lovely places in uh, your neck of the woods where he could settle down, uh, give Owen in his international retirement, and just see out his days playing for Somerset.
0: Well, absolutely, and I mean, New Zealand's a farming country, and Somerset's a farming county. So absolutely, I'm sure he feels very much at home. Lots of dairy
1: cows and sheep. Definitely, match made in heaven. <laughs> While we're talking about phenomenal performances for Somerset, James Roo became the first batsman to go to a thousand runs uh, during that game. Uh, I mean, what can we say about him that we haven't said before? Nothing, apparently. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a very he's a, he's a very mature
0: young man he he doesn't look mature but he is you know and and uh, he takes it as it comes he doesn't get ahead of himself he's got a good technique um he was un i think he was unlucky the way he got out mm-hmm. in the first innings yeah against sorry i'm not sure he nicked that um but
1: um, no he's, he's not sure he nicked it he I, smashed it straight up in the air oh yeah no, the, the first <laughs>
0: No, no, sorry.
1: The uh, the, must, the must be other other innings. Yeah, yeah. I think he was out both was... times, wasn't he? Just pull shots that got big on him that he hit straight up in the air. I think. I'm Trying to remember now. I think that's. No, I thought he I mean. no, went for a big. Uh, yeah, perhaps you're wrong. Where are we? So thinking... Chris, uh, oh. Chris, James Root, Yeah, yeah. It was a big pull. It went up in the air, caught by folks, and caught laws board accident for 55 in the second it was quite fun up in the up in the media suite actually I, I put the cat amongst the pigeons because um, I've got a great new system now Ben has let me have a little corner of the uh, the media centre just to uh, sit on my laptop so I can work from home in inverted commas so I don't have to take the day off and I can just sit there beavering away but um, yeah they had the graphic ready and uh, they said alright uh, oh, okay how many runs does he need in the second in is to get a thousand and I kind of messed it up a little bit by saying, oh, it said he's 16, isn't it? I thought it was, it was 21 or whatever it was, because some, some of the average's sites had his 1st his score in there, and some didn't. So, uh, thankfully, they, they just ignored me and cracked on with uh, what Polly had told them and, uh, and what they'd uh, previously uh, previously determined was the magic number. I think it was 21 in the end, or 16. Yeah. I can't remember. 21. 21. 21, yeah. Speaking of working from home, I had a lovely use of the bus shelter on... Uh, on Tuesday morning while you were back in the cabin, Gibbo. It was bloody windy up there. Yeah, it can get windy up <laughs> there. Hopefully we'll be back there for Friday. Oh, good, good, yeah. In complete defiance of the BBC's health and safety, man. So, don't, don't tell him I was up there. I mean, there wasn't any kind of red tape and no alarms went off or anything while I was sitting there and nobody in, uh, in the high-vis came to take me away. So, it was very nice. And I, I thought I saw it being used a few more times by various spectators throughout the game. So, it's Kind of like a site of English heritage, I suppose. Now your your (laughs) bus shelter. Oh, what else have we got on the Surrey game? Yeah, I mean Craigo was just involved badly by any stretch of the imagination, but he was just there or thereabouts all the time, and they just weren't nicking him. They weren't missing straight. He got a bit of his
0: own back though, didn't he, in the second innings? Because I mean Jamie,
1: oh, when he was smashed... yeah, made seventeen or out. Yeah. yeah, in partnership with But Bashir, what did they put on for the for the last wicket? It was uh, fifty one seventy seven for the last wicket, so yeah. not too shabby. Oh, poor old Showeb, he had a going over from Jamie, didn't he? He did. It was quite <laughs> funny because I was sort of watching the sort of the last rights as it were, and um, yeah, he hit him. And then that was it for the rest of the over. Bash was out towards square leg and kind of swishing at ones that were <laughs> missing his off stump. At the end of the over, Craig's had a word with him again. Like, you know, get into line. Come on, you're playing for the dragon here. Two or three balls in. Bash, JB gets him on the shoulder again. And then and then that's it. And he's off towards square leg. Yeah, but, I mean, God, he's a 19-year-old, number 11. You can't can't blame him, could you? I mean, I, I certainly know where I'd be if uh, JB was trying to knock my block off uh, with... Um, Speeds getting up to ninety miles an hour. Um yeah, so a bit of hit and giggle from Craigo. a few lovely sixes into the um Priory Bridge car park. But apart from that two twenty six all out and then we had the uh we saw Tom Lamonby bowling, which opening the bowling, which is I don't know whether the tweets on Twitter or X or whatever it's called, and I hit some sort of critical mass of people asking if a Tom to be to be bowling from the last six or seven months. And all of a sudden that kind of triggered something at ECB headquarters that sent a missive down to uh, Tom Abel to get him bowling. But whilst it is glad to uh, good to see Lammers back bowling seam up again, it was, I don't know, I just thought it was a little bit off that we didn't open the bowling with Craig and, and Matt Henry. I know it's a thousand to one shot, but if you don't roll the dice, it's not really going to come in. And I know they needed, what, 28 to win. It's not going to happen, but I don't know. Was that the Somerset way to just kind of admit defeat? I thought I thought Lammerby bowled quite well.
0: And Ben Green bowled even better.
1: He did bow well. Yeah.
0: So I, I wasn't too bothered about it. I mean, you know. The last thing you want is for either Matt Henry or Craig Overton to to pick up some sort of a an injury bowling in a lost cause, which it undoubtedly was a mm. lost cause. So I don't blame Tom Egerton. I thought that was I thought that was fair enough. I, I did. I, I thought the uh, Surrey approach was a bit tedious.
1: Oh you know, yeah, they took their is, time, didn't
0: they? It took, did take their time. Yeah, Rory Burns and um, Tom Sibley.
1: Yeah, 16 off 26 and 8 off 27 for Sibley, but you know, 10 wicket wins a 10 wicket win. I guess. Uh, I did think Green bowled well in the first innings uh, as well. Yeah, he did. Didn't get
0: like... enough
1: overs, I didn't think. Yeah, because he seemed to. But be... he was. Well, I mean, his first wicket that catch from Lammerby at mid wicket that one hander that was a that was a lovely mm. lovely grab. Um, what else? Who else did he get? He got Jordan Clark caught behind and uh, Will Jackson 99, a big booming drive caught in the gully by Tom Abel two 99s. For Surrey in their first innings, Tom Latham and uh, the aforementioned Will Jacks, which I suppose from a schadenfreude is that the right way? point of view, that was the, uh, the highlight of the game for <laughs> Somerset, Well, certainly their fans.
2: You've got to you've got to take your pleasure where you can, haven't you? Yeah. So I had quite a lot of duties entertaining the Surrey committee, who were down in reasonable force, given that quite a number of them had to be back for the Test match. Um, uh, later in the week, uh, but uh, yes, that was uh, had some fun with uh, with the ice creams um, <laughs> on the back of the <laughs> on the back of the ninety nines. Um, the uh, the other uh, highlight or interesting moment, I guess, of the game was when Jamie Overton smashed the window in the county room.
1: Oh, so we, we were we that. were
2: just turning to our desserts, you know,
1: <laughs> uh, 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 after
2: a long. Oh, how run. the other
1: half lived um,
2: yeah when um there's this massive well it sounded like a champagne cork had had gone off and of course it was the ball coming through at least the single glazing if not the the double glazing and and the couple who were sitting at that table right by the window had the the shock of their lives but uh that that was quite something and then when it rained in the afternoon jamie came over to inspect his uh <laughs> his handiwork and was having his picture taken by the uh, by the smashed glass and uh, while well, the rest of us were kind of racing around trying to get an invoice to um, uh, to send him so yeah. that was that was quite some shot wasn't it is it now <laughs> going
1: to be officially named the Overton window the Overton window yeah uh, I can't believe I somebody else got there on Twitter before me never mind uh, what else yeah I'll just go back to Ben Green I thought he he bowled in almost the way that he bowls in the T20s which was he was bowling full, he was bowling straight. He was looking to get bowled or LBW and then just use little subtle variations to induce the full shot. A bit like, you know, it was like, you know, two of his wickets were caught, one was a regulation nick behind. But I like that he didn't try and go to the more conventional sort of four day method of bowling of just sort of back of a length outside or stump trying to get a nick behind to the keeper or slips. So I like that he. He went to his skills and, um, yeah, his figures of, what was it, 12.2 overs, two maidens, three for 39. You're right, Gibbo, I think he could have bowled more considering that, you know, Bashir bowled 21 overs, went one for 87. Craig went wicketless, 106 in 22. Uh, obviously, I don't think he should have bowled more than Henry, you you know, six for 80 and 25 overs and one ball. But, yeah, but it's good to know that from a, a squad perspective that we have now got a a sort of a another guy who can come in and and do a job in championship cricket yeah he's no Lewis Gregory though he's not but he's not a bad replacement not a bad second best I guess Uh, anything more anything more on the 10 wicket defeat to Surrey let's just see where we are in the table I presume the ECB have had time to update it now seeing as all the game's finished on was it the Gloucester one went on till Saturday didn't it but all the others should have finished on Friday um, if we're allowed
2: to comment on the opposition i thought that Jamie Smith looked a, a lovely um uh, batter to watch mm-hmm. um i think he's uh, i mean everyone's talking about um, ben Folk's and but mm-hmm. uh, Jamie Smith was uh, yeah i think he's he's got a lot of potential
1: as well um yeah. Certainly. Yeah, and it's, uh, I like
0: to look at Tom Laws as well. I thought Tom Laws
1: bowled
0: well. Yeah. And um, Gus Atkinson.
1: Atkinson's Quicks. good, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, it Quicks. just goes to show the difference in in the two teams with the, with the depth in bowling. They've got. I mean, what was they? Atkinson, Laws, Worrell, Overton, and Clark. Four really really good bowlers, and then you know with our depleted seam attack, we had obviously Overton and Henry and then you know they just respect the greener and. In Casey, but you know it, it's it's apples and oranges isn't it really
2: yeah, and they'd normally have had Sean Abbott in there as well wouldn't oh, they God, um, yeah. so he was he was withdrawn and Sam Curran yeah. so yeah they've got quite a squad
1: yeah, which is probably why they are currently seventeen points clear of Essex so that's not titles not done and dusted just yet Somerset are fifth on hundred and twenty five points eighty one uh, points is how many Kent are on. So 44 behind is the relegation buffer as it stands. Um, something popped into my head about the Surrey game. It couldn't have been that important. So I will leave it in case it pops into my head again. But news filtering out during the week regarding the makeup of the. Metro Bank, always look on the bright side of life, one day cup side. I had a source in the week that told me that Ben Green was off to Welsh Fire. And then another source, Andy Cleve, in the week told me that Curtis Campford was joining, both of which turned out to be true. I suppose Green to uh, the 100 to Welsh Fire is not entirely unexpected, given the, the great campaign that he had. Uh, not just in this year's Blast, but also in last year's Royal London. Um, but Curtis Kampfer, the Irish international was signed he is going to be playing for the first five games which I thought was a little bit strange really given that it's you know we've got was it eight group games plus the quarterfinals? Well, back to,
0: to join up with yeah. the Irish squad for the, the World Cup mm. isn't he he's a South African really he's not an Irish yeah. he's got an Irish Grandmother, but he's, he's he learned his cricket in South Africa and played for South Africa under 19s. So the Irish flag is a bit of a flag of convenience for him, but he, he looks to have a decent, decent record. Yeah. I've, I've never seen it, but you know, I given don't... the uh, distinctly callow nature of, of our uh, one day cup squad, I think he's it, certainly worth having.
1: Yeah, I mean, I looked him up. Uh, all I saw is he's he's taking four wickets and four balls. Um, I'm not sure if that was in a T20 or a or a 50 over cut. We well, can tell that we've done our journalistic due diligence before uh, commenting on the uh, on the uh, the signing of Curtis Camper. Um But yeah, you're you're right, Gibber. It's pretty much down to the not quite the bare bones. That's a little bit unfair on some of the guys who are turning out. But it is good to have some international experience in there especially when you realize or well, remember that last year we obviously had two test players in there in Matt Renshaw and Peter Siddle who mm. are you know not going to be there this year Siddle was was never going to be there and, and neither was Matt Henry so i suppose it's a decent signing i guess we'll see we will see he wasn't. Uh, he didn't play uh, in the game down at Devon yesterday. That's what they call a segue in the broadcasting game, Gibbo. I did go down to Bubby Tracy yesterday. I in, expected you to. In between the showers, Devon, <laughs> Devon. did rather well, didn't they? They did. I thought they were. Uh, I thought they were going to win at one stage because uh, yeah. it was it, it was baffling. Because I don't understand why we have spent all the money on the drainage at the Cooper Associates County Ground. And yet, when it stops raining, it takes half an hour, 40 minutes, to get the players out. Credit to the umpires. Uh, ben Peveril was one down at Bubby yesterday. I can't remember who the other one was. But, literally, as soon as it stopped raining, out you go, fellas. Get going. Yeah, it's good. So, why can't, why can't they do that in, in professional cricket at a county ground instead of in a friendly match at a club ground? Is number one. But, yeah, uh, Devon uh made 190 odd i think in their 27 overs i'll have to look it up now um i need to i do need to name check the devon uh e h hamilton i should know his first name he had 82 off 76 uh thirty-four b privet i should know all these players first 192 for 4 in in, in 27 overs uh Ned Leonard uh went for 35 off 7 jack brooks 26 off 6 uh i young jt langridge he's uh he's all arms and legs when he comes in but he bowls at uh, looks to bowl at a decent pace so hopefully see more of him in the in the uh in the one day cup george thomas picked up 2 for 39 lewis goldsworthy went for 13 off two overs uh Bashir got a bit of tonk he went for 38 in his four overs just taking the one wicket and in reply, there was a horrendous cock-up in the first over. Andy Umeed ended up being run out as he was shaking hands with George Thomas uh, mid-pitch. Um, so he was run out for two. And then uh, Lewis Goldsworthy was um, was bounced out by uh, young Kazi Zemanski. was for the Glamorgan's Morgans books. Gloved that one down to the gully. Uh, but guess who? Rue came in. James Rue came in at number four. Um just looked a different class to anybody else on the park 80 or 57 balls Sean Dixon looked in good touch as well uh, he made 38 off 26 and did a lovely scoop over the wicketkeeper's head uh, Bartlett made 19 off 19 he looked a little bit scratchy early on but got himself uh, got his levers going later on a couple of big sixes and then it was left to old Ned Leonard to hit his first ball for four through the covers to seal what in the end was a comfortable victory for Somerset down at Devon. But um yeah, it was a very good day. So Michael Barber was there. He was uh, wandering around. I think he had to go quite early, so I don't think he stayed for the uh uh stayed for the end. Tractor was there as well, as he always is. Uh he had a he had a nice pizza, I think, and I had pizza from the same place as well, which was very good. Uh went down with my little girl and uh, all she wanted to do was take our little plastic bat and ball around the bat and play <laughs> rather than sitting watching Somerset in the in the pouring rain. So Yeah, credit to her, I suppose, for wanted to play rather than watch, but a very enjoyable day. Uh, Well done to everybody at Bubby Tracy for uh, putting that on. Uh, Somerset take on uh, Cornwall tomorrow in the second of the uh, National Counties Showcase Games. I think that was down at Truro, but if you do turn up at Truro Cricket Club, and it's not at Truro Cricket Club, don't blame me, because it might not be at Truro, but uh, do check your uh, interwebs to find out where that game is going to be. So... Bearing in mind that uh, one of us is, uh, I'm going to wait for Gibo to unfreeze. Are you there, Gibbo? Yep. Bearing in mind that one of us has booked a holiday for the quarterfinal of the semi-final, how do we, <laughs> how do we think Somerset's chances? Uh, what do you think of Somerset's chances in these uh, in the upcoming One Day Cup? Where are you going, Gibo? Portugal again? No, 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 no,
0: no. no if if uh, uh, it's the sort of holiday that I can. Um, uh, I can um, leave halfway through if, if in the unlikely event that some gets the quarter or semi final. But um, no, I mean I don't really fancy their chances. It, it's a very, very young side. Um, we've lost more players to the to the hundred, I think, than any other yeah. county, barring Surrey. I think the tide
1: um, with Hampshire.
0: Well, including including der Merv if you count him, it's ten hmm. that we've lost. I think so um, no, I, I don't think hopes, hopes are particularly high and um, but you know it'll be fun to see um, as it was last year see what some of the young lads can do
1: yeah definitely I suppose uh, in, in business terminology Peter they're always saying what does success look like and I suppose what does success look like in the yeah. Monday Cup Or well, you'd like it, to well, think we make it, it it looks like a yellow sleeve with a, a pink half trim I mean Pete. Uh, we have been asked about our thoughts on the uh, on the new one day shirt. Before I let Pete loose <laughs> on there, on what success looks like, um, I have to say uh, Peter is modelling. They sold one. They so Peter is is modelling it today, and I tell you what, it is <clears throat> on. Uh, I, I never know where to where, where am I placing that on the sort of the oneless scale of of of, uh, of loudness of shirts. It's probably up uh, there. It's probably it's a there. solid would, nine and I, a half.
2: Yeah, I would say it's a bit. More tasteless than um, <laughs> most of the things I've been seeing in. Others may not agree. Um, it's distinctive, isn't it? Yeah, there to is that. that for it. What's the um,
1: yellow in aid of? What's the
2: yellow for? Well, you,
1: specific th- specific you'll like this, Gibbo. It is in aid of the flag of Somerset. Mm. All right. With its yeah, yellow yeah.
2: background. Yes, it does. Yeah, It's got all our colours of recent shirts on it, hasn't it? And, and there's this. Um, uh, thing in the blurb about it being inspired <laughs> by the artist Mondrian, um, and uh, yeah, it's quite say so it's quite something. There's some interesting lines on the back. It's a shame as well, which anyway, yeah. there we go. Yeah. it'll be in action
1: on Friday. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, it was. Well, it, it had its debut at Bobby Trace, and it. it looks. It's 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 kind of funny because you can't really make out the number on the back because it, the shirt is two tone, so you're not. I think one's quite a pale side and the other one's quite black. So it's you sort of struggled a little bit to make the numbers out. But overall, yeah, it's not quite... Uh, it's, just, it's a thumbs down from me. I mean, I'm, I'm interested in this, to sort of where they where they got... Uh, oh, let's go to Mondrian for, for inspiration yeah. rather than let's design something that looks good when you wear it down the pub. <laughs>
2: yeah yeah. well I'm, I'm growing into it I'm going to like it as I get used to it but uh, there we are and what does success look like it looks uh, a little it looks got to be better than last year hasn't it yeah I mean we surely we can campaign. start surely we can start better last year's first game I came all the way down from Kent to taunton <laughs> was that and Knots, I was the first I, game and I yeah Knots. and I was I oh. was home before the game was due to finish.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: uh, we lost by that many. Was that so, we got bowled um, out for
1: about hundred and they knocked them off none or one down, something like that. Yeah. In twelve overs. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> so uh, we'll get, hopefully get off to a better start than that. But we aren't playing um, knocks
1: this year, so that that definitely can't happen. We got what have we got first game. Uh, Warwickshire. Warwickshire. And Worcestershire. And it's the beer and cider festival, so if we do get absolutely pumped by nine or ten or nine wickets or whatever it was, there'll be a fine selection of uh, real ales and local ciders for you to drown your sorrows in. Yeah, I what a success look like. I mean, I'm obviously expecting James Rude to score buckets of runs in that competition. Casey Audras as well, I think another year on him. I think looking at him, he looks like he could be a really good fifty over bowler if he's fit if he's fit uh jason said he thought he would be
2: fit oh good
1: yeah he was in the squad at Bubby, but he didn't play uh yeah he he didn't play josh davy didn't play and uh who else didn't play alfie alfie didn't play Yeah, was he was one of the, the third one that didn't play so him as well he looks a better bowler than he did last year obviously uh bowled pretty well against hampshire we got Bashir as well so yeah, I mean, looking at the bowling attack, it looks not too bad. You got the experience of Jack Brooks in there, Josh Davy. Obviously, you got Goldsworthy with his left-arm spin. You got Ned Leonard. So the bowling doesn't look too bad. And on paper, obviously, Sean Dixon has has been named as captain. Um after about 25 overs of the Devon innings yesterday I suddenly thought maybe I should be keeping an eye on Sean Dixon to see how he's captain in the side (laughs) but I totally just totally forgot but from the two overs at the end I saw I think he's a very uh he seems to be sort of the silent type he's not a Tom Abel come on in him up every every five minutes kind of guy he seems to be sort of a bit sort of laid back um sort of taking things in and and just making little adjustments rather than um, sort of the tub thumping uh, that that can go with some captains so one game one win is all we can say for for Sean Dixon's captaincy uh, so far Um, a notable omission from the Royal London One Day Cup squad is Steve Davis Um, I mean he is in the last year of his contract I mean I assume that he's I'd be very surprised if he got an extension to his contract I think he's almost into sort of semi-retirement now I think James Rue is number one with the gloves so it didn't really seem like there was almost room for him in the, in the squad for want of a better a better turn of phrase Well I
2: like I don't know. We're we're don't know. Don't we're not awash that. with um, experienced batters in the squad, are we? It's a bit of a mystery. Yeah. Mm. He didn't do
0: much last year. He?
1: No, he played no. And obviously he, no. the, the batting up at Middlesex, up at Lords. Um, I think he got, I think he got Norton three or something like that. So, yeah. I mean, I, I've seen a few people giving a bit of, a stick on Twitter, but he has been a. a very, very good player for Somerset over a number of years and he is uh, uh, how old is he now? I'll check my spreadsheet. 37, years, 40, 36, 37 36. years 44 days so he's coming up to the end of his career um, so yeah, so I don't want to say we wish him well in his retirement because he hasn't officially retired yet but uh. <laughs> oh dear, we'll see what else have we got on? Oh I, a, I bumped into Sunny Baker, he was there supporting the lads um, he, he reckoned to me that he probably could have made the last few games of the of the one day cup but sort of the specialist said it's probably best just to you know just leave it for leave it for now and uh, continue in the winter and come a, sort of come afresh next year um but he seemed in good spirits he was a uh, nice guy to talk to um i finished my list what about um, tell me about JT language have you played against him Devon no, he's a isn't it? Ball, isn't he? uh no, I've not, and uh, if I had it, it would probably went be to, when he was about Queens, fourteen. Uh I couldn't tell you. I mean I did have a little had a little look at he's he's kind of all arms and legs when he runs in. I'm trying to think who, who who I could compare him to. It's uh yeah, he's sort of all like this big arms in L shapes when he runs in and big high knees, and he gets a really nice sort of whip in his action. Um what were his figures? He bowled tidily. I, he certainly didn't didn't disgrace himself. Um what were his figures? Four overs one for thirty three. And the wicket he got was uh was caught by Ned Leonard in the deep. Um but yeah, I mean I, I don't expect him to play first choice, but I think he'll be better for the uh better for the experience of, of being in the squad and he'll probably you know, if he plays two or three games towards the back end of the campaign if it's if it's pretty much done and dusted and we've lost six out of six like we did last year <laughs> uh, but yeah but I'm sure we'll get a game um, he looked decent good pace a little bit raw but you know he's what is he 19 18-19 so you can't expect him to a finished article he's 17 17 oh god yeah. god that's making you feel older isn't it <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah so who else have we got in this in the uh, squad then yeah Alfie Ogborn Show Bashir George Thomas George Bartlett I think is I know that he's quite in the same scenario that Eddie Byron was in a couple of years ago when he was in the last year of his contract had a really stinking one day cup and, then, and that was it he didn't play again he's obviously big batting really well in championship cricket as uh, as Bartlett um, oh, I've got 37 minutes but i I without mentioning the fact that if George Bartlett keeps walking outside off stump in the way that he does and then a decent bowler will just go wide of the crease and slab yeah. it into his pads and uh, have him bowled or LBW which is exactly what happens oh Harry's joining us 38 minutes late how you doing Harry? oh you're on mute Harry's currently on tour with Annie Chaves Mystics down in deepest darkest Cornwall oh we've got two for the price <laughs> no. of one Annie Chaves is on again Welcome, Annie Cha you, you, you get a credit now. Well,
3: are showing the real action, shall
1: we? Harry's there in Sorry his... On, uh, have you just played? How did you get on? <laughs> we, are we winning, Annie?
2: Harry just retired on 50.
1: Harry just retired oh, on 50? Well, wow. Yeah. That's lovely, yeah. Harry. Was it the vertigo? Is that why you had to retire him? Well, I
3: don't know why I had to retire,
2: really. Yeah, because we're bored of watching him bat, actually. And, and uh, he had to retire on 50 yesterday as well.
1: <laughs> Ooh, so you're averaging 100 for the tour but so whereabouts are you let's have a live update from uh from yeah, deepest sorry, darkest yeah. cornwall before we jump into listeners questions
3: he's not retiring 50 is he no
0: he's not how's that fair
3: not that i'm bitter anything right should i come and talk to you chats properly
1: oh or if you want harry down. if you want um a i would obviously what have for- I missed? uh well pretty much everything we talked about the uh the surrey game uh game down at devon yesterday looking ahead to the one day cup and uh various other we're gonna win it mate well gibbo's booked day for the quarterfinals and the semi-finals so (laughs) it doesn't show your confidence
3: oh Oh, i think we'll win the thing
2: is that based on any particular analytical oh you're gone I think
3: Curtis Camper is the best signing in the one day cup personally. I think he's a quality signing. A lot better than Bo (laughs) Webster and some of the other people coming.
1: Oh yeah, he's going uh, to Essex, is it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean have there been been any other sort of big overseas signings? I suppose they're all in the 100. Oh, it's it's sad news that Rashid Khan's pulled out the 100 because he's not going to have to play in In the major league cricket. What a shame. He's not coming to the one-day cup as a batter, then. Who, Curtis Camphor?
3: No, Rashid Khan.
1: No. Well, that would be a coup, wouldn't it, if if somebody just gave Rashid Khan a couple of weeks off and then signed him up for the one-day cup. Yeah, why not? Why not? And uh, you're up for most of the Surrey game, weren't you, Harry? Was it we up there all three days? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, you are, yeah. What are your, your thoughts on that um, in a yeah, nutshell?
3: Uh, uh, people have been critical, but Surrey are a very, very good team. and We, we did so well against Hampshire, the young guns. That you know, Some of the young guns could feel a bit hard done by for not getting an appearance, but outfield field board's a bit bugged. his Achilles, and there's a few injury concerns, so I can understand they're going back to the normal squad. But Surrey are a quality, quality outfit. I think the main takeaway was Craig Oathen getting some runs. First class mm-hmm. best of forty all season so for him to get his 70 I know it was almost pointless at the end we were never going to win the game but just to see Craig whacking a few around the ground we haven't seen that in Red Bull cricket for a long time so to surpass his first class best of 40 not out of the season I thought was a real positive out yeah. Of, yeah. otherwise pretty convincing loss
1: yeah just a shame they're all going off to dress up as Chris Packets for the next month well yeah I didn't think. Yeah, we were can you make that sure that Annie's that's... not in, in earshot while well, we start talking about the, the other competition because she'll be definitely oh, coming don't... in off
3: a long run <laughs> I didn't think we did talk about that. I thought we were here for the Metro Bank One Day Cup.
1: Absolutely. The Metro Bank, always look on the bright side of life for all London One Day Cup. Right, let's pop on to some listeners' questions then. Uh, One just in from uh, I don't like cricket, I love it, at Lord Lupin. How do you rate Tom Abel? I've had a Twitter dust that was someone who thinks he is not as good as Roo. At the moment,
3: he's not in the form that James Roo's in, but... From is a class act. He's just out of form and not got the runs. He's got a bit of a problem down the leg side. We've known him for a while and county bowlers know that. Um, he's working hard behind the scenes and I think he will come good. But you know, He's changing between formats and we're not going to see until September now. So hopefully he gets some runs in September and he'll, he could end up being the second top run scorer for us in the championship this year with a couple of unders in mm-hmm. September. So wouldn't be too quick to criticise him. James Rue has saved his bacon a few times but we've relied on him far too heavily I think the last couple of years so it's nice to see someone else Shouldering some responsibility.
1: Yeah, I don't think I can add much more to that. I mean, obviously Tom Abel's got a you know very, very, very decent first class career to look back on. James Rue is in the infancy of his. Do I think potentially in the long run that James Rue will achieve more than Tom Abel? Probably, yes, I do, yeah. given the the phenomenal yeah. start he's had, and if he carries on that trajectory. He, yeah, he's going to be playing for England in, in two or three years' time, maybe even earlier. Um, maybe I don't know. Well, given the, I don't know if they if they want him to start basballing or whatever you, as you call it, but certainly, certainly in quote unquote normal times, he he'd certainly be in the England selectors' uh, eyes. I don't know what your thoughts are, Gibber. You'd have you'd have seen pretty much all of all of their first class careers. What, what do you think?
0: I wouldn't have said there's much to choose between them.
1: Um, I mean, I
0: think James Rue is a better player at this stage in his career than Tom was when he was uh, 19. Um, and, and you know, there's probably greater potential there. But um, a bit like Tom, um, James Rue, uh, you know, he, as in the game against Surrey, you, can find, you know, he can play some daft shots sometimes and, and get himself out. But... I'm sure he'll, he'll grow out of that. And I just hope that Tom Abel's problems are down to a, a loss of form rather than anything more um, deep-seated, because he hasn't really looked himself in the last few games. He hasn't looked like getting, mm. getting a big score. But, you know, game after game after game, he's coming in in the first half a dozen overs, mm. and it is really, really difficult. You know, Somerset, Somerset have got to sort out some sort of workable opening partnership because at at the moment it just is not working and it's no good persevering indefinitely with Lamb and B and and Dixon. um, One or other of them or both of them getting out in the first half dozen overs. So, yeah, I think um, Tom Tom A was a class act. James Rue has got potential, I think, to be even better.
1: Agreed. Mm Mm-hmm. Mr. President, anything more yeah, to add? Uh,
2: no, nothing, nothing to add really. Uh, other than that, you know, down the ages, we've seen some absolutely tremendous innings from Tom Abel. Often when he's been the only one firing, so if he's the only one not firing for a little while, so be it. I'm confident he'll he'll be back.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's he's out of you say he's out of form, but he, you know, we got. I mean, he's not looked at his best, but what did he get? He got, I think, he got uh, half a dozen or so in the first innings. Yeah, seven in the first innings. But he uh, he battled for his uh, his forty six in the second. So he's not in terrible. Don't know which end of the bat to hold, Nick. But you know, by his own high standards, he's not quite up where he needs to be. Uh, one from John Hayes: Is the one day squad cup squad better? Or I tell what, I'll actually read what he's written rather than try and interpret it. Uh, for some bizarre reason do we have a better squad than we did for last year's one day cup post decimation
3: I was thinking about this quite a lot actually yeah because we made the
1: point earlier Harry that we obviously last year we had Renshaw and Siddle two yeah. internationals in the one day cup squad which we don't have this year
3: but they didn't do that much you know what I mean they weren't they were alright but they weren't like gun and doing loads for us those two so I think Curtis Camper is a class act and he could do a rental job with the bat whilst doing a Siddle job with the ball. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think he, he's that good that he can do both facets. And he's young and keen and up for it, and hopefully less injury prone than Siddle. So I think he's quality. And we've got the young talent. I'm, ex, I'm excited to see JT Langridge come in for Alfie Ogbourne. It looks like Jack Harding's not going to get any more goes with the left mm-hmm. armour. You know, every club wants a left armour these days. Um, and, you know, we've got so many bowling options with George Thomas, Josh Thomas, Sherb Bashir. There's loads of seniors. You'll know about, and I think Ned Leonard will come good. Now he's getting fit and get some games under his belt. He's quick. He's a quick bowler. When he gets it right, and he can bat. So I like to see him come good. He, he will have to play the K role if KC's side strain keeps him out for a while. Um, I think these younger guys are more ready for it now. Goalsworthy, Rue, They can be ready for it. Yes, and me, Darfley ran himself out of Bobby on Sunday, but I think he could have a he could have a decent campaign opening the batting hopefully. And I like to see Dixon. I thought the order at Bobby Chase was a bit odd. I'm going to Truro tomorrow. Um, if weather allows, um, and I'm hoping the bat order will be a bit—I don't know—I just think Rue and Dixon, the two best bats, why, and Bartlett. Why are those three hiding down at five, six, middle order? I like to see it, them shuffle up a little bit higher.
1: Yeah, um, Tom, Thomas and Emid open. So I, yeah, I mean, it's you—you you don't know whether that's the the final team, but you'd have thought with only two warm-up games, they—they they would have been pretty ruthless with getting the top six as being the top six as quickly as possible and not messing around.
3: I think they're trying to get their chalk and cheese, aren't they? George Thomas whacked it in the Pakistan Junior Super League. Mm-hmm. And that's the complete opposite. You know, I know he got those big hundreds against Murta, Roland Jones and Co at against Middlesex. But they're the chalk and cheese. And then you know, maybe they've got the better players in the middle order. Fair enough. But you don't want to leave yeah. it too late. like likes of Bartlett, Rue and Dixon coming in. Dixon could be one of the best backers.
1: I, yeah, I would have thought Rue opening. Thomas seems a little bit more suited to the middle order. Uh, than me so you know, Rue opening with Umid I think would be would be perfectly fine I mean Rue, although he's technically sound and you know you're not kind of you're not classing him in the same mould as a Will Smead who just you know tries smacking it out of the park every every ball but you know I mean Roo's an accumulator but he is really good at finding the gaps and, and he's got all the reverses and all the scoops and everything so yeah it, it just seems funny to me that he's not not higher up and I think Dixon at five is probably well I mean Probably about oh, right. I'd probably like to see Bartlett, Bartlett at four and Dixon at five. And a top three of uh, Umid, Goldsworthy, and Rue. And then with Thomas down at six or seven. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Curtis oh. Camper, seven. Oh, yeah. Sorry, we caught that. I'm just looking at the, the card from Bubby Tracy on my phone and just wiggling it around. So, yeah, stick Curtis Camper in there wherever you like and drop everybody down one. Where does
0: Curtis Camper bet usually?
3: Yeah, middle order. It'll be six or seven. That's perfect, really. If he comes in, him and George Thomas could fight over number six. I agree with what Shep. Shep just said.
0: And you reckon Andy and going to do it, do you?
3: I'm not convinced. I think he'd be the first one to go, to be honest with you. The first mm-hmm. one of that team doesn't get any runs to drop out. But I think they'll give him a chance. You can have one... Well, Goldsworth, he's not that aggressive. I'll so say you can have one stoic player in there. But I think... Some of these wickets won't be great. It's quite a wet July. It's not gonna be July well August now, aren't they? It? It's not gonna be that flat three hundred. I think some of one day cup games might be quite low scoring and having a solid opener won't be the worst idea for everyone else to play the shots around him. Rue will play a much more attacking role in the one day cup than in the championship, I think. You'll see his reverse sweeps and what he's known for doing in St Andrews club cricket. He won't be, you know, batting real long like he does in championship different format
1: so a in last season's one day cut 104 runs in five innings average of 20.8 and a best of 56 striking at 66 Yeah,
2: yeah well he's got a point to prove he in fact as, you, to... as, you were, um, as, as we were running through these players for a second time I was beginning to feel a bit more confident about the overall strength of the squad relative to uh, last year because there are many of them with a point to prove one way or another. Um, whereas perhaps for Renshaw and Siddle, you know, they were Renshaw and Siddle, weren't they? All the all these players um, can make their name a, a little bit um, and uh, uh, together, um, yeah, be, be, be quite a force for the club. So let's see.
3: Yeah. I think. We the- also- if there's any injuries I bet Thomas Rue will come in Josh Thomas might play if there's an injury I bet Thomas Rue could come in to, to keep and bat at seven or eight maybe there's a couple of injuries you never know there's going to be there'll be call-ups to the other competition and there'll be injuries so it won't be just the names we've mentioned across the whole competition
1: I think a big thing as well is um, obviously going to be well number one is, is going to be the fielding I think if they field anywhere near as well as they did in the in the um, in the blast I think there'll be a that's yeah, you know, it's going to be worth an extra twenty-five, thirty runs every game, but also the team spirit. Um, it's obviously that you know that group of players has has been together for you know the whole of not necessarily playing every game, but they will have been in and around the environment of of that winning blast team, and that cannot but not rub off on you. So, who knows? But I think whatever happens it cannot be as disastrous a campaign as it was in uh, in 2022 only winning the one game and that was at the uh, at the last attempt right um oh kit harris um replied uh to my query about after uh surrey's second innings ben green and tom lammerby have now opened both the batting and the bowling for somerset in championship cricket uh, I put a, uh, a query out to Dan. Dan said he'd have to go through every single Somerset scorecard to find out. I'm still waiting for the lazy bugger to do that, and he hasn't got back <laughs> to me yet. But uh, Kit Harris said he asked uh, AWS Stats, which is Andrew Sampson, isn't it, the former TMS guy? Yeah. Uh, he reckons there have been 17 other instances for Somerset alone. that's oh, for the most recent one.
3: Green and Lamanby have potentially done it to 17 other clubs. They've probably also done it for Extra CC or Extra School or. Oh, dadlead. probably
1: yeah. Devon under I'm 17s, kidding. Devon under 16s, Devon under yeah. 15s, etc., etc. But yeah, who who was the most recent? I, I asked uh, Kit if he wouldn't mind finding out who the uh, most recent one for, for Somerset was. The only one I could uh, find who may have been remotely possible was when Tim Groenevald went in his Night Watchman opening with Tom Abel at Knotts in 2018, 2019, whatever it was. Uh, but uh, not got back right, to eh? it yet, so I.
3: Bowling as well then that day, didn't he? Sorry? Did Able to open the bowl in
1: that day as well? No, so not necessarily the same game, but to have done uh, it at, at some okay. at some stage, yeah. So obviously, yeah, Green and Lambie haven't opened together this year, but they they were doing it for a bit last year and uh, a bit uh, now and again. Um, so yeah, so looking forward to hearing from that. If you do know uh, Twitterers, let us know. Uh, what else we got going? Mike Unwin says, "What's the panel's opinion on the shirt?" Well, uh, we've uh, <laughs> we've covered that. Um, where else are we going and I think that is that Chris Payne has asked as Davis left the club slash retired from cricket uh, well he, I think he was there for the T20 celebration I'm pretty sure I had mentioned his name when they all went on the stage but uh, he ain't gonna play again yeah he might play
3: games but bless him he's been a great cricketer over the years and we wouldn't like to do him a disservice quality for Surrey in England of course but yeah, he's had his time he'll be looking for to work after cricket
1: yeah absolutely couldn't agree more um, I remember what I was going to say earlier somebody on Twitter asked what the uh, yellow in the shirt entailed and then uh, uh, I think it was Ben tweeted a, probably Ben he runs a Twitter account tweeted a link to the uh, Wikipedia page saying the flag of Somerset and smack bang in the middle on the Wikipedia page of the flag of Somerset does it describe the mythical beast as a what Anthony a dragon a dragon. <laughs> A dragon well, rampant, a no dragon. less. <laughs> a dragon rampant, no less.
3: Someone could be updating that Wikipedia every other week just on
0: the wind-up, mind you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back and forth between wyvern and dragon.
1: I think Gibbo has better sources than Wikipedia and his knowledge it's of the
0: alway, head. It's always been a dragon, ever since it was adopted in the late 19th century.
1: And the wyvern yeah. is, of course, Wessex. From whence Indeed cometh is. the it's confusion? symbol of Wessex. Yeah. From whence cometh the confusion? Lovely job, gents. We are four minutes ahead of our allotted close time. So unless we have any other business, shall Perfect, we knock this on the head?
3: There's four yep. balls left in the game and I'd better go and shake hands in four balls time. So all
1: right. Nice How how's it going, Harry? Are you uh, are you close or
3: we need twenty five off the last over, but I'm not allowed back in until we lose all eight nine wickets, so it ain't gonna happen. So I've just taken my pads off. I think we're gonna lose by about fifteen runs. I had to I had to be retired with three overs to go, which was a bit frustrating. But nice to be on the podcast with you all, of course.
1: Cool. Oh dear. You too mate. Thanks for the update. Do say hello to Annie for us. Uh, really? gents, I'm sure we'll all wish uh, wish Sean Dixon the best of luck on Friday at the yeah. Beer and Cider Festival. Uh best of luck to Sean Dixon and the guys wearing of course wearing the dragon in the hideous new one day shirt. Uh taking on Warwickshire at Taunton on Friday. Friday and then Worcester at home on Sunday it is the beer and cider festival on Friday, and then you can indulge your two day hangover at the food festival against Worcestershire on Sunday, which is also my birthday. But I'm not going to tell you how old I'm going to be, but I will be there. Couldn't get in for hospitality, so to be lunching in the ring of bells. If right. at
3: tomorrow, comes out in.
1: Cheers, everyone, and go and see Harriet right. Row tomorrow. Good night, fellas. Thanks. Thanks. See you.